It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 10th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, like I said last week, we are starting our player previews, the countdown to training camp to media day is on. We are T-minus two weeks away from Media Day, so over the next few, over the rest of the rest of the month, we will be doing player previews here on the site. Today, we're going to talk about Jonathan Simmons. I also have some news, some some new player signings that I do want to address very very quickly. Some guys that I'm actually kind of intrigued by, although they are definitely uh, not players uh, for the short term for the Orlando Magic. And of course, to check out some great coverage on Grant Hill's induction to the uh, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Check out Thursday's episode of Locked On Magic, where I talk with Matt Shoke of Locked On Pistons. You should also check out Locked On Pistons from last week for some great content on Grand Hill and his legacy in the NBA, including an interview with teammate Chris Mills. And for my obituary and my thoughts on the death of Magic owner Rich DeVos, be sure to check out Friday's episode of Locked On Magic. You can find all those on iTunes to search for Locked On Magic or Locked On Pistons or really Locked On any team you're looking for in the NBA, NFL, MLB, and increasingly in college too. Lots of great stuff coming up on the Locked On Podcast Network, which I'll explain to you in just a little bit on the show. But today I want to start with um, start with a, a brief uh, aside, I suppose, to a bit to a, a, a contract signing. There are some new players coming to the Magic, and, and, and these aren't big deals. These aren't humongous signings. This isn't stop the presses. Uh, Magic may, finally made some moves, and the Magic are doing something that's going to affect the team this year. But I think that they're worth mentioning because uh, they are interesting, at least to me. Uh, and, and and I think that there are players that that are going to impress you uh, when when they get on, get to training camp and when they get on the floor during preseason. As some of you may know, the Lakeland Magic 
are kind of, uh, all the G League rosters, are kind of a, a floating roster. There, there, there is a lot of turnover and a lot of upheaval year to year within these organizations. Um, obviously, Orlando is filling up the Lakeland Magic with players that they're interested in, that, that they want to keep in the program, and eventually maybe want to bring in for, for training camp, bring in for summer league, and then maybe bring onto the roster over the course of the season or entering next season as well. Orlando's two-way contract guys this year are Troy Copain, who had a fantastic run with the Lakeland Magic last season, guy who deserves a two-way shot, deserves really an NBA shot somewhere, and so the Magic will give him at least a brief glimpse of one, and Emil Jefferson, who was one of the best players in the G League last year, a guy that a lot of people think should be in the NBA. The Magic have him now on a two-way contract. In addition to that, Orlando signed Brian Anglorotus off their summer league roster, a good a, a good shooter from Florida State, a guy who um, is still trying to find his way, I think, professionally. They signed him to an ex- Exhibit 10 contract. Essentially what that means is the Magic are paying him a, uh, paying him a little bit more money up front for the rights to opt him to the G League um, after they cut him in training camp. So Brian Anglorotus will be in training camp. They added two more players of that type, guys that, that are probably going to spend most of their time in Lakeland, getting a little bit more money up front to get that money in Lakeland, uh, be part of the Magic's training camp roster, be part of the Magic's preseason roster, and then eventually make their way over to the Lakeland Magic. But both of these guys, I think, are really, really interesting. I watched some tape on them, uh, and I think that, you know, while I don't think they'll make the team this year, I think they're interesting guys to keep around for the long term. The first guy that that is the first guy that I want to mention is Gabe York. His name might be a little bit familiar to you. I know I've talked about him in the past. He's a guy that I was really excited about and was really hoping would be on the Magic Summer League team last year, but the Magic opted not to go in that direction, especially with the firing of Rob Hennigan. York played for the Erie Bayhawks for several years. Uh, in 2017, he averaged 15.8 points per game with a 52.9% effective field goal percentage. This is a guy. He was a volume scorer, a volume shooter, but an effective and efficient one. And I really, really liked him. He's a bit of a smallish player for a shooting guard, still developing point guard skills. The six foot three guard, um, I think, is right on the borderline. He's uh, probably a tweener in the worst ways, but he's got the shooting stroke, and that makes him interesting. That's obviously going to keep him around for a little while. And while he struggled with the Charlotte Hornets last year in Summer League, he went over to Germany and played for Mady Bayreuth and averaged 14 points per game, making 35.6% of his three-pointers. This is a guy who can shoot, and we all know the Magic needs shooters. While he still needs to develop as a point guard, and that's definitely a concern, you're not looking for him to do much more than come off the bench if he ever makes it to the NBA. That, that's obviously a big if, if he makes it to the NBA. But I'm really intrigued by him. I've always been intrigued by him. I, I saw his numbers down in Erie with when he was in the D League, um, and, and I thought, you know, this is a guy that I think the Magic should keep an eye on. The Magic should should think about bringing up late in the season that 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 year. They obviously didn't, um, and obviously he moved on to to other places. But the Magic kept tabs on him, and they brought him back in. So I'm really intrigued with him. The other guy the Magic signed is B.J. Johnson from LaSalle last year. He averaged 20.8 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game, and started to dramatically improve as a three-point shooter. I know what you're thinking. Another guy who's a long athletic defender, which he is, uh, better score, more accomplished score than both Wesley Owundu and Melvin Frazier were over the course of his two years at LaSalle. He transferred from Syracuse. His shooting is, though, what's what's keeping him out of the league. Now, he's really a 3-4 a in the body of a 2-3. 
um, I would say. Um, but he looks more like the kind of player that Jeff Wiltman and John Hammond are after more than than, than Gabe York. And, I, and again, I'm a big fan of Gabe York. Um, Johnson, watching his tape, he's got a good mid-range game. So I think the jumper is there. I think it can continue to develop. It took him a while to get there, though. He went from uh, shooting 17 points. He, he went. He averaged 17.6 points per game. Um, his his last year in or his uh, sorry, his um, junior year at LaSalle. So playing, getting playing time, he scored a bunch, 4.2 points per game in half the minutes as last year in Syracuse, and he finished shooting 35.9 percent from beyond the arc his senior year. Now again, the evidence has to build up, but this is a guy, B.J. Johnson. I I you I've watched I watched him play a little bit. I watched some some tape. And he's the kind of guy that fits what the Magic are trying to do, number one. Just physically, he looks like he fits what the Magic are trying to do. And he's a pretty good defender, I would say. Not elite defender like like Frazier or Wundu were, but a, a solid defender. And certainly he has the offensive game to boot. So Johnson, to me, is someone that I'm going to watch a little bit closely in, in training camp um, and throughout the, the preseason. But someone that I think we should keep an eye on in Lakeland. Because I think if he plays well in Lakeland... He's the kind of guy that could crack this roster, that could be someone that makes a lasting impact or makes an impact that can, can carry on in some way. And, and I think that's something that the Magic are looking for. Now, you look at the Lakeland Magic uh, and, and their potential starting lineup now, Troy Copain, Brian Angelo-Rotis, B.J. Johnson, Emil Jefferson, the four, those are four, four, four or five players there. That's an interesting lineup to me. That, that's a lineup that I think can succeed a lot just from a team standpoint and that complements each other well. Angela Rodas and Copain are both capable shooters. Johnson is a developing shooter. Emil Jefferson is a bull and a rebounder in the post. I think that's. I think if you're a Lakeland Magic fan, uh, if, if you're out in Lakeland, this is a team you can really get behind and get excited about. And, and I think that the Magic have done a good job bringing in talented players into their G League, guys that might have NBA futures. Let's, let's be real. Not all of them will. Even if they play well in the G League, they might not translate to the NBA with the roles that they have to play. They just might be good enough for that league, but not good enough for the main league. These guys, I think, do have the talent. These guys do have the ability to get there. They're just not ready yet. And if they can ply their train in the G League, show what they can do, get an opportunity in the NBA, and take advantage of it, then I think that there's, there's a lot of potential for for the Magic to, to really use this this uh, G League team as a farm system. And I think that's what the Magic want to do. Uh, and so I'm really excited and I'm really intrigued by by both of these players that the Magic are adding on. You'll see them in training camp. You'll see them during the preseason. They'll be on the bench. I don't know how much they'll play. Um, but after the preseason ends, both these guys will likely get cut and sent to the Lakeland Magic, an option to the Lakeland Magic. So no surprises there. Don't, uh, don't let me oversell them here. They are definitely playing in the G League next year. These guys are probably not guys that are going to be much more than bench rotation players, which is fine. That's 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 what you need to be at, at, at a certain point. Um, so I, I'm really intrigued to see how these guys do in Lakeland because I think that they do have the chance to make it um, eventually. Before we move on to our player profile, I do want to remind you that uh, remind you of some of the great podcasts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Fantasy football is underway. Sunday, of course, being the opening day of the NFL, week one of the NFL. And the Locked On Podcast Network has two fantasy football shows to help you out. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injury news. And Locked On Fantasy Football is now Locked On. Locked On Fantasy Football 
now has experts with amazing guests every day, Monday through Friday. Tom Kucinich, Eric Edholm, Jeff Ratliff, and Tyler Lechner. I assume those are people that you know. Um, God knows I need the help with fantasy football. I left Deshaun Jackson on my bench because he was listed as questionable. I'm kicking myself about that because if I would have had him, I'd be winning my game right now. Instead, I'm staring down 0-1-1. Woe is me. So get the edge on your fantasy football. Listen to the fantasy football podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Fantasy football, Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 and Locked On Fantasy Football Experts. That's what I was supposed to read. I missed it. Now I see it. Fantasy football, locked on fantasy football experts. And don't forget as well, locked on, locked on fantasy basketball will get you set for the NBA season. As I know, fantasy basketball drafts are just around the corner. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write. So I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document. Making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. On to today's main event now. Uh, We're going to begin player previews as the NBA season gets quickly into focus. We are two weeks away, September 24th. From Media Day at the Amway Center, the first time the Magic will be together in uniform, getting set for the regular season. September 25th, of course, the beginning of training camp. That's two weeks from Tuesday. So now is the time to get excited, and now is the time to really begin to focus in on what we expect and what we're going to see from each Magic player. And so we're going to highlight at least the big ones here on the show. And of course, you can check out all our player previews and player outlooks on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We're going to start today with Jonathan Simmons, a player who is still really interesting, I have to say, but a player definitely at a bit of a crossroads, and not so much because of of who he is or what he's done, but just trying to find out what the best role for him is. Jonathan Simmons, when he came to Orlando, uh, when honestly, when the Magic signed Jonathan Simmons, I was shocked because I thought he'd be priced out of the Magic. So many people in July last year and June last year were saying, Magic should go after Jonathan Simmons. And I was like, Magic won't have enough money. Instead, Jonathan Simmons kind of got left behind in free agency, eventually signing a three-year, $18 million contract. That's fine for Simmons. It's first real payday, a guy who has scratched and clawed to get it to the NBA and was playing off a minimum deal with the San Antonio Spurs. Restricted free agency did not do him any favors looking for that big contract, but... He showed a lot of potential in San Antonio as a great scorer, especially when given the minutes. He wasn't going to get those minutes in San Antonio. He was going to get those minutes in Orlando. And the question last year was, can Simmons take advantage of these added minutes? We can answer that question definitively today as, yes, he can. 
He averaged 13.9 points per game in his 29.4 minutes per game, shooting 46.5% from the floor and posting a 51.1% effective field goal percentage. Per 36 minutes, he was not only increasing his raw numbers, he was much more efficient, going from 12.5 points per 36 minutes in 2017 to 17.1 points per 36 minutes in 2018. His field goal attempts, of course, shot up. Everything everything went up, as they should when when he played more minutes, but he averaged career highs across the board. It was a career season for Jonathan Simmons that not only proved that he can play, that he should play in the NBA. It was it was a, a season that proved he should have a major role on a team. Simmons had two 30-point games last year. One was a 21-point third-quarter outburst against the Cleveland Cavaliers, breaking a record that Tracy McGrady held for the most points scored in a single quarter in Magic history, if I'm not mistaken. He also had a 30-point game where he made seven of nine three-pointers against the Milwaukee Bucks. Both these games were, of course, a symbol of just how streaky Jonathan Simmons could be. He could score a lot of points in a whole, in a hurry, but then he could go invisible for a long time. As good as he was, he's still not a great three-point shooter, shooting 33.8% from beyond the arc. Um, roughly one for three uh, every game from beyond the arc. And while he is capable of getting to the basket and a strong driver, he's not quite a floor spreader. And I think the general conclusion that, that I had and that I think a lot of Magic observers had is while Simmons was forced to start a lot of games, 50 of 69 games, especially in this lineup without much shooting, he's probably best as a ball-dominant sixth man. The guy you can hand, you can pass the ball to and let him create for others. And while he's not a great playmaker yet, just two and a half assists per game last year, while he's not a great playmaker yet, you see that potential in him. The question is, just how much more room does he have to grow? And can he copy what he did last year? That's the big question, because consistency is always the issue facing any NBA player. Consistency is what separates the good players from the great players, the role players from the starters, the starters from the superstars. What can you give me every single night? And, and while Jonathan Simmons was good last year, certainly good enough to earn these thoughts of being a sixth man, of being a starter for this team. There were still nights where he felt inconsistent. And on top of all this, Jonathan Simmons played far more minutes last year than he had played at any point in his career. Jonathan Simmons admitted at, at, at a late stage last year that, yes, he was feeling the fatigue of all those minutes. Playing 2,029 minutes last year, that is almost half of the entire minutes he's played in the NBA regular season. He played in only 1,392 minutes in 2017. So Simmons was feeling that fatigue, and you could see it on the floor because he would have some real clunkers of games. He would settle for mid-range jump shots rather than getting to the basket. Struggled to get to the line sometimes. And, and yes, the three-point shot would sometimes completely betray him. So Simmons is still seeking a lot of consistency. He's still seeking the ability to provide the same level of play with the chances to go up, of course, every single night. But generally, you know, these are picking nets. These are constructive criticisms to to say, okay, what is the next stage for Jonathan Simmons? Because let's put it real. If the Magic get the Jonathan Simmons they got last year even, they will be plenty happy because Simmons was an extremely productive and effective and efficient player. 
one of the many players that I would argue improved last year and had a great individual season, even if the sum of all those parts did not add up to a great team whole. But Simmons still has work to do. Of course, the big one, regaining the defensive reputation that he established in San Antonio, proving that his defensive ability was not just a product of the Spurs system. Now, Magic didn't do him any favors, of course, but Simmons certainly, I think, can play better defense than what he played last year. And of course, the next question then becomes, where does Simmons fit in in this rotation? Last year, as a starter, you knew what the minutes were going to be. You knew what he was going to get. But this year, feels a lot more uncertain. While I think there's the absolute possibility that Simmons could start the year, I don't think many Magic fans want to see him finish the year as the starter, at least if on a fully healthy team. Because Simmons is the guy you take out to put Jonathan Isaac in the starting lineup. Like I said, Jonathan Simmons is probably best suited to be a sixth man. That's probably what his best role is on this team. You're not going to probably play 30 minutes per game as a sixth man, but that seems like it would slot Simmons in a position where you could take the, you could get the most out of his skill and his talent, at least among this, the group that the Magic have. Again, I always thought Simmons and Augustine paired really well because Simmons could play the playmaker and Augustine could spread the floor. And of course, the Magic have an extreme lack of shooting at the moment. And so, it's hard to say just how much better Simmons can be. Whether the situation has improved enough for him to really shine, and even, frankly, his age. He'll, be, he'll turn 30 at some point this next, or he'll turn 29 at the beginning of the season. He's in his prime. He's, gonna, he's in the best stretch of play that he will play. And so, you want to see Simmons bounce back defensively, and copy what he did this year, or last year. And if he can do that, it will be another good season for Jonathan Simmons. It absolutely will be. Even with all the questions about where he ultimately fits for this team. Simmons is an, is an important player, absolutely. But he'll have competition from Terrence Ross especially, and then eventually from Jonathan Isaac. But he's not someone to back down from a fight. The one thing we know about Jonathan Simmons is he will continue to work hard and strive to be greater. That's how he got into this position. That's how he got to where he is. And there's no reason to believe that will not happen again this coming season. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. 
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Before we log off today, I do want to remind you that there are, that the Lockdown Podcast Network is continuing to expand. I mentioned that the that Lockdown Podcast Network was expanding to college teams and with another week of college football in the books. Now is the best time to see if your favorite college team is on the list. In fact, I know Locked On Gators, I'm pretty sure, is on the list, is already started. And guess what? Locked On Seminoles is on the way. In fact, this week, you can check out the premiere of Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and Locked On Seminoles. Plus, we're already locked on to the Oregon Ducks, the Penn State Nittany Lions, the Baylor Bears, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the the Kentucky Wildcats, the Arkansas Razorbacks, the Tennessee Volunteers, and the BYU Cougars. Locked on Gators, I think, is on its way. I don't think it's started quite yet, but I do know it is on its way. So find your favorite college show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Just search for Locked On and the school you are looking for. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as, as well as on Facebook at Locked On Magic. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.